that argument kind of that went back and forth. Um, it seemed to really the transformative nature of the tattoo, which can be argued because of the you know artistic expression of it. The the argument seemed to really hinge on the fact that and the decision that she didn't get any money for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, 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 that's a key point in this. And it's actually, um, I was kind of reading up on this case again, ahead of coming on here. Um, and I read that Sedlick had actually had someone use one of his images before as a tattoo of Miles Davis. Um, okay. And he contacted the tattoo artist, but this particular one had only like three followers on his Instagram. So basically in that case, he'd given that artist a kind of retrospective license, as he called it. And almost said, okay, yes, that was my image. I wish you'd asked my permission, but you're clearly like, you know, you're just establishing. It's like a small thing. But for him, it was Kat Von D's status and I think reach on social media that really differentiated it for him. Um, And I guess the aspect of this is essentially he's saying she could have afforded to pay me or at least ask my permission. Whereas someone that's kind of not in that celebrity eye he wouldn't have taken the same view with i mean straightforwardly right and this is where this gets really interesting um is that if someone had taken that photograph and painted a copy of it onto a mug or a poster or a tea towel or any medium other than the human skin quite straightforward I mean, maybe I'm everything, but it, it feels like that's a much more obvious case of infringement, right? And for a long time, I mean, my friend Marissa Kakoulis, who's an um, amazing tattooed lawyer in New York, has been writing about this stuff for years as well. And she wrote about some of these other cases we'll get onto in a second years and years ago. Um, and I think for a long time, the, 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 the law journal work on this, because what, what, there's been a lot of discussion about this stuff in academic terms, but not really a lot of... Um, decision because the few cases that have been brought were were often settled out of court and they were settled out of court because the general consensus um was that copyright law really by a sort of plain reading of it does apply quite straightforwardly to tattooing if you treat tattooing as the same kind of practice as painting or drawing or printing or etching or photocopying because any other medium than the humans than the human skin um this would be a much, you know, this would be a quite straightforward win for 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 Sedlick, almost certainly. I mean, it's a bit more complicated than that, obviously, at the edges. I guess maybe we'll talk about that Warhol case, but like the the, the sense among lawyers for for a long time, as or legal theorists at least for a long time, has been, yeah, tattooists shouldn't be copying other people's designs because technically it is, and then whether it should be or not is another question. I mean, this is something that I wrote about in my PhD thesis a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, is that right to say, Melanie, that from, um, you know, if this was any other medium that Von D was working in, this would be a much more straightforward case for Sedic to win? Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. And it's this is where I feel really conflicted as a tattooed person, uh, because as you say, if this if we were talking about a painting or a T-shirt or a mug or anything like that, this would have been infringement. Um, and it would have been really blatant infringement that I cannot see would have had this back and forth over several years. It would have been a lot easier to decide. Um, and I think it actually links almost to quite an interesting idea of almost, you know, what are tattoos and what do they mean to our society? Yeah. Uh, and I know, obviously, Matt, that's something that you 
done a huge amount of work on is this kind of is it art if it's on the body do, do rules apply differently do we want them to apply differently yeah i mean i think one of the things that i think and this is something that obviously artists have been interested in for a long time i mean it's, a, it's something that you know people like richard prince and sherry levine have been interested in like artists who work in this mode that we are historians call appropriate appropriation art where actually you do copy things more more or less exactly and the the questions that that poses artistically you know are these questions we're asking now what do we want culture to be what does it creativity mean i mean it's the it's the question i love this um i realized that she's cited on this quote of mine is cited on wikipedia which is why it's up in my mind it's in the wikipedia for the for sailor tattoos which is was interesting to see but um uh, borges the argentinian writer wrote about um wrote this short story called pierre menard author of the quixote about an author who he imagined copied Cervantes's Don Quixote like word for word, um, and and in that Borges says, you know, writing Don Quixote in the 17th century or whenever it was 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 obvious. Writing it in the 20th century is is difficult, right? There's something important about context, and even if it looks the same, there's something happening artistically, affectively in the process of copying. And I think that's really, I mean, it's not difficult. It's impossible for the law to really unpick which is why this works super interesting and why artists like richard prince in particular jeff coons to some degree warhol other artists don't who bring work. up jeff coons stop well, bringing up jeff been, coons on this no, but podcast he's, but he's been sued he's been sued for doing this kind of thing as well right for for copying and actually i think I there's, something, there's something affectively interesting in the process of copying mm-hmm. but that's and, but copyright law goes against that right that whole yeah. idea um and like for me definitely from like an artistic perspective from like say stuff that i make personally quite often it is ripping off other people and trying to create this transformative work from stuff that already exists but oh i want to ask um to talk a little bit about you know what sort of you know judicial precedence does this set but also like what does this mean for tattooing in the sense of like artists that render fairly accurate portraiture of like already existing people and already existing photographs but also then does this kind of get rid of the idea of a kind of implied copyright for people who are creating designs like a lot of tattoos that i have are designs done by other people for example the dan higgs mage that i have on my shin can't imagine dan higgs is gonna kick up about the copyright of his design but what what does that represent then so very good question um uh, so there's some reassurance here in that the the judgment that actually came down sidesteps a lot of these conversations so there was a supreme court decision in the u.s at the end of last year whilst the kat von d case was ongoing relating to an andy warhol dispute um and the kind of the facts are kind of irrelevant to this, but the main idea was this kind of idea of precedent or like legal rule that's important and handed down. And in that, they were saying that just because you add a new meaning or a new purpose to something does not inherently make it transformative. So what they were saying there was this has to be done case by case and you have to demonstrate something beyond just it's in a new context or I've put my own spin on it. So that meant that the argument that Kat Von D had been making around this transformative fair use, when she came to the jury trial in January, that's not the argument she put forward anymore because essentially it had been, um, we refer to it as kind of foreclosed. It was basically a moot point. Like 
she was going to lose if she said that. So she had to try a plan B. And instead, what the jury were looking at was this, like the similarity. Basically, was this substantial similarity, sim- similar copying? Sorry, too many S's there for me. Um, and the jury decided that the two images were not sufficiently similar. So they've gone down that road. And they were also looking at this idea of kind of the commerciality and whether or not she'd infringe the image by sharing it on social media when she then shared the original photograph as her the reference image. And again, they decided that she hadn't. So um, I've read there's a number of really good like online um, blog posts and kind of responses to this case already, um, kind of from all different points of view, some from intellectual property, some from tattooing, some from like artists. Uh, and I would encourage kind of uh, listeners to go and look at some of them if you're interested, because you get a really range of responses to this. Um, but the overall opinion is, at least from... I would say my point of view is it kind of falls a bit in the middle. So some news lines, headlines were talking about this as, you know, tattoo artists, this case proves that you can tattoo what you want. You don't need to get permission. But actually this case, they were saying you have to do it case by case. So Kat Von D with this particular photo and this particular tattoo wasn't deemed to be infringing. But what they haven't done is set down a legal rule, which could have been the case where they said any tattooist could do this. So in that sense, I feel it's almost like we were in a muddy river and now it's just a bit more muddy than before. Um, And now with the added confusion that some tattooists are going to take from this, oh, I'm allowed to do this, so it's fine. And some artists are potentially going to be even more wary and litigious, you know, meaning they want to try and stop you doing this. So I think if anything, it's just kind of kicked a hornet's nest. Um, so in terms of what does this mean going forwards, very little in a legal sense for other people. Um, and particularly in this country, it doesn't have a direct legal kind of bearing, but I think culturally, I think it's showing that these are conversations that people want to have and we need answers to. Um, And whether you're a tattooist or a tattoo enthusiast, it doesn't benefit the industry to have no clarity on this because, you know, if we had to get copyright permissions for all of these, the industry would have to operate very, very differently and tattoo prices would go up a lot. (laughs) 